to I went to Berkeley and I have a degree in English literature and I got a teaching credential from the Graduate School of Education at Berkeley. But then I but then I went into the music business and it's only now coming back to my connection to literature through Penn Center USA. So I kind of made a big circle to get back here, but that's uh, I did go to I did go to school. What's tell us about Penn Center USA? Well, Penn Center, there there are 145 Penn centers around the world, and Penn and Penn and International Penn in London, and each of these centers uh, operates independently, but they all are following basically two tracks. One is um, defense of freedom of expression, and Penn centers are usually, if they're known at all, by their advocacy work in this area, which is involved in getting um, imprisoned writers around the world out of jail and helping persecuted writers around the world. Um, and then in America, defense of the First Amendment. And the second track is supporting the literary community. That's kind of a general way of talking about a lot of different things. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this event um, on, the, on the 28th, the David Foster Wallace monologues uh, reading, Pale, The Pale King, is an example of uh, you know, providing a literary event to the community and you know, is one of a number of things that we do in that area. But those two tracks are usually what all of the 145 Penn centers around the world are working on. And where is this um, event going to be held? It's going to be held at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills, um, 8440 Wilshire Boulevard, um, on the 28th at 7 o'clock. And you said um, we have a pair of tickets for whoever would like to win them. You absolutely do. And that sounds like a great event up there. You said there's... Um, going to be lots of uh, celebrity readings, such as Henry Rollins, is that correct? Henry Rollins is somebody who I did work with during my musical days, and coming back together with him is going to be a pleasure. But also, um, I'm not going to get all these people's names, but Josh Radnor, um, uh, Rosemary DeWitt, Nick Offerman, Adam Scott, and a number of other people, Brian Eldering. El Ellerding, God, I can't pronounce anything anymore. Um, he's, all these people will be reading some of the monologues out of The Pale King, which is David Foster Wallace's uh, now uh, published but unfinished novel. What's this um, novel a little bit about? Well, it's a complicated book, like 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 most of his stuff. But but essentially, it's um, it takes place in a regional. Um, processing center for the IRS in Peoria, Illinois, and it's the interaction of the people in that center is basically um, what the novel is uh, centered around. And each of these, and obviously during the course of the book, the book's, you know, you know, hundreds of pages long, there are these monologues by the various characters, and the actors will be, you know, um, interpreting and performing those monologues. So actors reading in a theater, that sounds fun, in Beverly Hills, and email us if you'd like a pair, that's Z-I-B-A at K-U-C-I dot O-R-G. We'll just need your info, and you're there. That's April 28th at 7 p.m. at the Saban Theater in Beverly Hills. And if you want to buy tickets, you can get them through Ticketmaster or, through, or at the Saban Theater. And this is all going towards your nonprofit? Right. The proceeds of the, of the evening will go to benefit Penn Center USA, yes. And so you said Penn Center USA, this literary nonprofit, they put on great community events. So what are some other type of community things you, you would do for the people? Well, like um, a, a couple of months ago, we uh, partnered up with the University of California Press and the University of California Press Foundation and did an event at the Hammer Museum in Westwood that was the um, Los Angeles 
event for the autobiography of Mark Twain, and we uh, we had a an event uh, earlier uh, at the end of last year that was called Lit Crawl Two, where we had people reading, um, kind of a competitive reading event that was uh, in a bar in the Echo Theater, actually, um, that was a lot of fun. And we do smaller things. We did an event last night that involved the Armenian community in Los Angeles, uh, where some of their more well-known writers and some uh, younger writers got together and, and read and talked about uh, their literary heritage and things like that, things like that. Oh, speaking of Mark Twain, they have an extensive archive, I believe, of his up in Berkeley, where you went to they school. A, they have a huge archive. And uh, the, uh, God, I've forgotten his name, which is horrible, but the, the gentleman who was the you know, main curator up there was the, came down and spoke at this uh, event at the Hammer. So we're in, uh, we've been looking at their archive from a different um, aspect because we've been um, going through the boxes of files that we have in storage and things we have in the office and trying to organize our um, historical documents for this, this center, Penn Center USA, has been operating in Los Angeles since uh, 1943, so there's a, there's, a, there's a long history of uh, all sorts of literary events and people going through the organization, and those records are just piled up in boxes, so we're coming up with a strategy for digitizing them and organizing them, and there's some people in the office who are, have spent a lot of time struggling with working out a naming protocol and the other kinds of things that archivists do. So we're actually um, very much involved in that as well as putting on events like The Pale King, um, you know, with, um, featuring, you know, David Foster's work, David maybe, Foster Wallace's work, rather. Maybe some of your funds could go towards hiring one main archivist to do all that. We have an archivist. Oh, good. <laughs> we have actually, the job is split between two people. We do have someone who has been struggling to come up with, as I said, the naming protocol and working with some programmers to start to put together the database that this is all going to be organized in. So, yeah, no, we are, you know, although it's a miniature, you know, we did look at what the Hammers, you know, protocol is, and we looked at the protocol for the Mark Twain papers up at Berkeley and and some other, the Smithsonian, um, which, of course, are grand schemes, and we've just taken what little bits we can that make sense for us and tried to apply those to our things. So as a center based in Beverly Hills, is it a building open to the community? Like, is there a reference library or any kind of literary community space? There isn't. I mean, the, the, the space is, there's a small office tower that's attached to the Saban Theater, and we're in that office tower. We do have some gatherings um, in the office itself. We have some programs that meet there, and we have some writing groups that meet there. But the space isn't, it doesn't have, it's not big enough to have a uh, a performance space, but what we what we're trying to do is organize all of this material and have it available online. We we are we have a YouTube channel, and so a lot of the video um, uh, that we've taken over the years of, of various um, writers performing their work and the work of others, and um, we're starting to process a lot of the photography that we have from various past events, and we have a big literary awards um, gala that we have every year, and that, you know a lot of you know, very interesting people are giving awards and getting awards, and those and their their acceptance and presentation speeches we're, you know, isolating and and you know putting up as available video material. So I think everything of interest. I mean, I don't think people are too much interested in some of the paperwork that goes into the background of the organization, but all of the things that have to do with literary figures and um, probably information about some of the advocacy campaigns that we have. All of that will eventually, and by eventually, I mean probably sometime over the next year, 
start to uh, you know work their way onto the net. But but we do we do have a YouTube channel and a lot of video of people performing um, literature is, is available already. And some of the some of the anthologies that the kids that we work with for Pen in the Classroom, which is an uh, outreach program that goes into the underserved high schools in Southern California and other parts of the country as well. Some of those anthologies are going to be available electronically online. So I, I, I think there will be a cyberspace that uh, will be available for the community to operate in. But I don't think, unless someone gives us a much bigger building, uh, I don't think we're going to have a public space where people can come by. But that's a great idea. I'd like to see it happen. Oh, yeah. That's great going to the people, though, in the schools and everything. You said you, there's 145 throughout the nation. Is that what you said? Throughout the world. Oh, the whole there's, wide world. There's, there's two Penn Centers in America, American Penn Center in New York, which is a famous center, been around longer than we have, and then Penn Center USA. There's, there's, several, there's several countries in the world that have more than one Penn Center for a variety of reasons. But, for example, um, Australia has a number of Penn Centers because of the geographical distance between the major population centers. And in America, there's this... Um, there was a feeling that the writers on, in the western states weren't being as well represented as they might by the, by the East Coast Center, so they broke away and formed their own center. But we have a very collegial relationship with American Penn um, and often work together on some of the international advocacies that we're involved in. You probably work with all types of writers, so do you see a lot of screenwriters? We do. I mean, one of the things that distinguishes us from American Penn in New York is that we actually have membership available for both teleplay and screenwriters, and we have a number of screenwriters, but don't ask me to list them, okay, because I'm going uh. blank here, but we do have a number of screenwriters and teleplay writers who are uh, pen members, and we do see them quite often, actually. Oh, yeah, I did an internship reading screenplays, and those are, some are pretty, need a lot of help, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And then we have um, all kinds of great events in L.A. There's the L.A. Film Festival, and then there's all your events, so we can go on your website. What's that again for everyone? It's www.penusa.org. And there's this big event you guys are promoting right now. It's April 28th at 7 p.m. Sounds like a really great lineup, including uh, most well-known around this radio station, uh, Henry Rollins. <laughs> I know our, our uh, broadcast uh, media coordinator, he's very into that, and we have a whole nice punk section here. Well, Henry's, you know, somebody whose career bridges both the literary world and the musical world and um, film. So he's a, you know, very uh, um, diverse, you know, artist and somebody who, you know, does amazing work in all three of those areas. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what Henry's going to do with this material when he gets on stage. I mean, as you know, he's a fantastic spoken word artist, and I've seen, I've seen him many times, and it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how he handles this material. I'm really looking forward to that. So if anyone wants a pair of tickets, we've got one to give away. Just email us at ziba at kuci.org, and we'll get that information over there. So we um, Twittered the email if you didn't get that as well. And today we're talking to our guest on Our Digital Future. It's Executive Director Adam Summers of Penn Century USA on the phone. And how long have you been with um, Penn Century USA? Um, I've been the Executive Director for a little over seven years now. Oh, how do you like that? 
it's actually it's actually in in most respects a dream job. Um, it's it's really a tremendous amount of fun, and uh, you know I get to I get to hang out with a lot of very very interesting writers, and it's always a treat when you read something that you like, and then you get to meet the person who wrote it and get to spend a little time with them. Um, so I mean one of the one of some, something I didn't mention about this event on the twenty eighth. Speaking of you know, getting to spend some time with people who you like as writers, is that David Eulin, who's the Los Angeles Times book critic, will be the host of that evening. And he and I have done some uh, book events around uh, California, and uh, actually we're going out of state uh, to do an event um, in May. But, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's really a treat to be able to have a job where you, you get to, where literature is the main focus, and you get to read and run into these people and have these events like the outreach program to the high school kids. We have another program called Emerging Voices, which helps writers who are um, starting in their careers. Um, and so just being involved in that from morning till night is, you know, just really a treat. It's a great treat. That's great. Do you, do you, you yourself have any works published? I, I am not published, but I did this last year um, take a course at UCLA and, and became a part of a, a writing group, and I am scribbling away just like everybody else in the office is. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm in the process as well. Well, that's fun. I always thought I could start trying to write a screenplay. Have some. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, should start. I'll come to some of your events, possibly get some tips. Okay, we'll look forward to seeing you there. Uh, and then, are so most in LA then, or are they all over? No, no. I mean, um, actually, we are um, interestingly enough going to be. In the next few months, maybe moving into the Orange County area, we used to have a chapter in Orange County um, that is um, that's sort of um, on hiatus right now. But we have some connections to um, UCI in the International Studies Department, and we know some other people in, who are involved in the journalism and creative writing department there. And we, w- we are probably going to start programming in the next three or four months um, in the Orange County, and we've done some stuff down in... Uh, San Diego, and we have events going in other parts of California and in other western states, so it's not, it's not just L.A. Oh, good. I know I went to one event that was Literary Orange, but I think that was done with the public libraries and UCI library system organ- organizing it. Yeah. Yeah. Was that last year? I think it was Dean Kuntz. Oh, I can't, I can't remember. That doesn't ring a bell, but it yeah. could have been. It could have been. Uh, I don't that was remember my first that one time. This. How'd you like it? Oh, I like just getting to hear, you know, the writer, published writer's panel, question and answer panel and then talk about yeah. their path. And it's just very motivating. Even if I never had an idea to write, it's like, oh, I need to go write something. I agree. It, it is very motivating. It, it's great. Yeah. And then there's lots of events people can go to all over. Let's just check out penusa.org. I wonder, is it similar maybe to some, um, I've been to some ALA conferences. They always have nice author speakers and different events. Some of it's like that. I mean, we have an event coming up May 11th at the Hammer, which is a free event with a reception, which is the launch of our literary journal, The Rattling Wall. And if anybody's out there who's going to be in Los Angeles on May 11th, you should come by the Hammer at 7 o'clock. There's a... I can't, once again, I'm sorry that my memory fails me here, but there's a number of very, very well-known poets and fiction writers who are going to be reading at this, you know, publication party for The Rattling Wall. So May 11th at The Hammer, if you're around, you know, stop by. It's free. You can have an hors d'oeuvre afterward, and you'll hear some great people read and get a chance to buy a really beautiful 
new literary journal that's going to be available. That's great. You have so many events at the museum. Yeah. We're actually starting a new series with the Autry Museum as well that will start up in June. With, uh, so there's going to be, there'll, there'll be more events coming onto the events calendar, which, you, which is you, if you go to the website, you can sign up for the newsletter, and every other Monday you'll get, in, you'll get the electronic newsletter called ePen, and it'll, it, it brings you up to date on all the events. I'm sure you um, help curate exhibits as well. Well, not exhibits. I mean, we don't, we don't, we, we you know, the curate, the, any curatorial duties are, have to do with things like the rattling wall where, where a work is being selected for publication. But we don't, we don't really participate in any exhibits in the sense of like a museum exhibit. We don't do that. I know I'm working on a library book exhibit right now, and it's just books and books open and on display. So for a literary organization that sounds something you know maybe bring people in display all your rare works from the 40s if you have any <laughs> well i mean this whole idea i mean like we we have a pretty full plate of um, projects that we're doing but the, i i know what you're talking about and there are there are literary organizations that also recognize the art of the book and the historical aspects of the book but that's pretty that's that's a little bit outside of our mission so although we, we love that stuff, and if someone wanted us to partner up, we probably would, but that's not an initiative that we would take um, ourselves. It's more like the art of the book and the form of the book, so, and we're more focused on the content of the book and who wrote the book. So it's, it's a, I guess it's a fine distinction, but that's one that we make. Well, that'll be a great event on um, April 28th at 7 p.m., the Saban Theater, with lots of great actors reading from monologues from this book. Everybody check out The Pale King. Is this um, David Foster Wallace? I see your Tumblr yes. here. ThePaleKingEvent.tumblr.com Yes. So that's um, a pair of tickets available. Email me at ziba at kuci.org. Today on Our Digital Future, we have had our guest executive director Adam Summers of Penn Central USA. And I thank you for sharing your story and your organization story with us of great seven years. You've really done a lot for your local community as well as everywhere, I'm sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was fun to be on. I enjoyed it. Thank you. And then we'll have um, information forward to you. We still have an opportunity. We have a pair of tickets to the Pale King, David Foster Wallace, a Penn Center USA event. And who's going to be there? Henry Rollins. I know our music listeners are excited to see him live, spoken word artist and musician. So we'll say goodbye to our guest today. Thank you, Adam, for your time. You're welcome. Thank you. It was fun. Oh, good. And have a great event. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. That's all the time we have today on our digital future with your host me ZBZ where we like to discuss the information spaces and the future digitally. We talk about museums, archives, libraries, anything to do with literary events such as the Pale King event. Call us up at 949-824-5824 if you like that pair and we'll get your info down as well. That's 949-UCI-KUCI. Stay tuned for more great public affairs programming. Here's some more braid music for you.